Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Everyone's out to have fun and to help others have fun. Fun size. Fun size. Fun size. I call it fun. This is Bob and Jerry Fun Size. My name is Max, and this is a shareable little taste of our show. On this episode, um, we're going to talk about how Bob thinks that now he's reached a point in his life where he's ruining everything for everyone because he's a bit of a wet blanket. But first... I had a colonoscopy, and something really embarrassing happened. Max just had that wonderful experience. We like to call the colonoscopy. Yeah. Um, How'd that go for you? And, you know, it's not that, to me, it's an inconvenience. It's not that big a deal. You know, I've had spinal surgeries. That's that's the... You know, it's the prep it's is what just, everybody says. And, um, but I will tell you that when you, when you lay there and they go, okay, now lay on your side, fine. And now they've got you hooked up to all kinds of heart monitors and everything else. And then you're going, going uh-huh. bye-byes. It, it does get your attention a little bit. You know, you're going, of I really trust yeah. these people. So, yeah. um, yeah. I go out and, um, uh, I'm in the recovery room and I'm in a, one of those little curtained rooms where they have the track on the ceiling, you know? For the curtain that oh, goes yeah. around the bed. And yeah. so um, Hey, that's good privacy there, isn't it? I mean, the, that's Yeah. So the nurse comes in and she says yeah. to me, How are you feeling? And I said, Well, my stomach is really crampy. And she said, That's because in order to do this, we had to fill you with air. And she said, What you need to do is relieve yourself of the gas. It's okay. It's what you should do. And I said, Okay. Yeah. So uh, so I'm I, I'm doing, first of all, I want the comfort. Second of all, I love following rules. And if that's what you've told me to do, well, by right. God, I'm doing it. Now, I right. must also point out, I am the last patient of the day. I, I, I didn't know they did them this late in the afternoon, but now we're heading towards dinner time as this is, this is the end. So I'm in there and I'm taking care of the business they have instructed me to take care of. I'm feeling a little mm-hmm. weird about it, but I'm just doing it. And they come in and they go, all right, now it's time to get your clothes on. How do you feel? I said, fine. They said, all right, now don't stand up. And I said, okay, fine. I won't stand up. We're going to put you in a wheelchair. I said, okay, fine. So I get dressed in my clothes and I'm in the wheelchair and I'm heading out and they bring back the curtain and right in front of me is a desk and it's like the nurse's station. And standing there is a half dozen women who are in their twenties and thirties and they are all looking at me and they're all smiling and and I didn't know what to do, so I just waved and said, have a good weekend. 
gosh, Max. <laughs> well, you uh, sent them off with a smile on their face, uh, buddy. Good for do? you. But they were all. That's like out of a movie. That I, is that is a movie scene. But I figure that. That's what they do all day, and that's what whoever's coming out, male and female, that's what they're doing all day. But I don't know. You know when people look at you and they have a look of, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you were up to. That was the look that I was getting from them. Yeah. And I felt kind of humiliated a little bit. But, hey, you know. Why is is it, for guys, why is it so much worse when it's someone who's like 24 rather than someone, an older woman who's, let's say, 65. Why is it so much worse that way? Because there's a part of you that even if you're married and committed and completely unavailable, there's a part of you that wants to be seen as a desirable dude. As a sexy guy. So so I will tell you that I I had a positive experience, though. I had to go. I'm getting all this medical stuff done. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's the time. Sure. So they went mm-hmm. and checked all my skin. And I get the skin. It's all checked by the doctor and everything else. And the nurse is in there. And I'm getting done. And the nurse comes back in. And she sits down. And she, too, is in, like, late 20s, early 30s. And she's writing on this list. And she looks down. And she looks and she looks up at me. And she says, you have really good skin. <laughs> I have to tell you, it was the wind beneath my wings. For weeks. Yeah. I told everybody. I said, hey, yeah. hey I've got good nice. skin. Now, yeah. I do fart like a mom, but, you know, I got good right. skin. Yeah, you do have you go. good skin, though, you know, yeah. and it you have little peaches and cream complexion. That Listen, someday you'll thank us for keeping you imprisoned in a closet. <laughs> I have to call upon you, Sherry, right now to give me some advice and some analysis here. I am, I am becoming a... Very, very quirky, overly concerned guy in certain areas. And I think it bums people out. I'll give you an example. Uh, The first one has to do with recycling. We have two bins in our kitchen that roll out, right? Two small bins. You roll and put your trash. I check them every six hours because I know Mary's putting plastic where it shouldn't go. And then I take the plastic and I walk it out to the garage, to the uh, area where the plastic stuff goes. And then I take it to the recycling sooner or later. And she, you know, she'll recycle some, but she'll give me kind of this thing. I like, eh, you know, a little over the top here. When I go to the grocery store, I will, um, you know, stand there and I bring my own bags. And if the clerk puts the wine bottle in, starts to put the wine bottle in a uh, paper bag, I, I, I don't need that. That's okay. Well, I don't want to use paper or plastic. So I stop their whole flow and people are looking, you know, but it, it's just what I do. And I don't think I'm going to be stopping doing that. And I saw a, a big wedding on television and I reflected back to when I was producing a TV, spot, a TV show and I was in the hills overlooking Honolulu, Hawaii, and a couple was getting married in a small private uh, ceremony. It was the couple looked like a second marriage and they were surrounded by family and friends. And so the person I was working with who was planning it said, get your cameras ready because something big is going to happen in just about 30 seconds. And all of a sudden, as they were just about to say, I do, a helicopter came over us and the release of thousands and thousands of orchid uh, petals filled the air. Hawaii, Waikiki in the distance, 
the or, the smell of orchids filling the air. It was like perfume in the air, raining down on everyone, especially the couple. It was a magical moment. I couldn't believe it. It was TV perfection, and I loved it. And I was thinking about it the other day, and I thought to myself, "Wow, you've changed." Because if you were producing that today, you would say. It's nice and all, but you know it's awful lot of waste of gasoline to have that helicopter come out here, and I really don't think it's a good idea. And I would ruin the entire moment for everyone. And I don't want to ruin moments, but I I can't stop myself these days from thinking and saying things like that. I don't know what to do. You so the challenge here. Is that you have no ability to stop yourself from ruining other people's moments? Exactly. Yeah. If I th- if I think. Okay, I just wanted to make sure well, I understood ruined, the question. I've ruined lives. Is it, moments are nothing for me. I mean, I've ruined entire lives. I'll give you I'll give you their address or in their uh, email. Um, it's just I don't try to ruin it because I'm malicious. I just see something that is ridiculous, like the amount of gasoline that that must have taken. For that copter to fly over there, hover, drop all of that—that that was probably a couple of thousand dollars worth of gas. Easy, easy. And don't even get me started on flying private. And I know we used to, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> nice cover. And even then, nice I was—I was. I was a, well, I'm—I know I'm two-faced. Bring up the two-faced jokes. I don't care. I'm get, I'm getting more and more like that. I'm getting, and I don't think, why is that considered eccentric when I'm just trying to say, you know, do we really need to do these things? It's not helping the planet. What do I do? So your question was, because I wrote it down, you can't stop yourself from ruining other people's moments. Maybe yeah. it would help if you had this mental picture. Um, here comes someone toward you and they have a big, bright red balloon and a giant smile on their face. And for some reason, that pisses you off. So you reach into your pocket and you pull out a long, very sharp, silvery pin and you pop the balloon. That's what you're doing when you ruin somebody's moments. So maybe, yes. well, maybe well. what could stop you is the mental picture of you popping that happy moment for someone. Maybe that could be what keeps you in check. What do you think? Well, I mean, is there nothing there that says I'm right? You know, I'm not just going, I'm not like some crazy man with a long pin going around popping balloons, you know, just because uh, I want to and be mean. I mean, there, there's there's belief and thought behind uh, what I do. Wet blanket bob. Wet blanket bob. It's just not everybody feels like I do, and I have to realize that. How, how do I come to terms with that? Well, there are a lot of places in life for activism and an even greater number of places in life to mind your business. And maybe the challenge here is figuring out when you're in a mind your business moment, when you're in an activism moment. Yeah, that's probably right? the truth. Is this a mind my business situation? Or is this a situation where I can help humanity move it forward? Yeah. It's just sometimes I can't stop myself. That's the issue. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not stop yourself, clearly. So there's that. Aloha. Just keep going. 
Aloha, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Bob and Sherry Fun Size. If you like it, please share it with your friends. Check out the Bob and Sherry store. New for summer of 2023, we have new items in the store. You're going to want to check these out. That's at bobandsherry.com and just hit the shop tab. And check out True Weird Stuff, the podcast. It's True Weird Stuff, wherever you get your podcasts. And with all of our podcasts, remember to subscribe, rate, and review. 